0: Everyone, welcome back to the One Talk Podcast. You're here with your host Ryan McCarthy, and today we are joined by Thurston from Not So Basic Clothing Line. On today's episode, we discuss plenty of things around clothing, how you can start a brand, the best way to build a community, marketing strategies, design, fashion, the whole lot around clothing. And Thurston's story. So I'm keen as bees all to dive into today's episode. In other news, if you could please share this podcast around, whether it's on your stories or with a friend or a family member, and if you could please leave the podcast a rating, it means so much and just helping this podcast grow and reaching a larger audience. But without further ado, let's welcome first. Welcome, first, and how are you, brother? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me here today. No worries at all. It's, um, it's a pleasure to have you. Seeing your brand and what you do, I'm also wrapping them right now for the people on camera. <laughs> Absolutely epic, good material, love it, bro. But. Also you know I want to know the backstory of behind why you got into this line of work why you wanted to create this mission and why you wanted to create this clothing apparel as well like what's the purpose behind it and why did all this begin for you?
1: Yeah well I've always kind of been very very into fashion very like from a young age. um, When I was 16 I started my first fashion line with no really like definition behind it or whatnot but then slowly as I grew older I realized that People kind of move in pathways and in situations where they don't define what they want to do and they stick to a certain path which they've been given and just tend to follow out. Mm-hmm. But we really want to put Not So Basic forward for people to move away from that gap and stray away from things, give people memories to remember for life and not only be a part of something and be able to wear a piece of clothing mm-hmm. but be able to connect with not only us but feel like a much bigger, bigger community than what we are currently.
0: Mm, that's what people... Like, going back to, like, the psychology of it, people relate so much to the emotion and that what gets attached to that rather than yeah. the actual brand itself. So if you can make an awesome brand and also create an epic emotion attached to that, it's going to ignite so many people to want to be involved with it. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Like, um,
1: we hosted an event not too long ago, which I told you about before, and it was ridiculous the amount of people that turned out. We had about 100 people competing and then 150 people around just watching that were just passers-by as being like, what, yeah. what, what's happening here? <laughs> it was um, really a surreal feeling. So being able to give everyone something to not only be a part of, but watch out for within our community and expand across the globe and the nation to really put eyes on something new.
0: Mm. How did you like... Building a community is not easy. No, it, it, it's, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. I'm like, have you found yourself over the years or over this time to build a community, to have over 100 people rock up to something like that?
1: It um, it was actually, we were very, very small before I kind of pitched the idea of, hey, let's do this event. But it it's it's very difficult in the sense of pulling people in because you not only have to get their eyes on you, but also make them believe in the message and that you will do something great with it. Mm. Because that's that's the main problem which we found. But within the marketing side of things, we tried to get very, very up into people's faces to make them feel an emotion and get straight away with the brand. Like we did this one promotional stunt. I'm not sure if you would have seen it. But for our reversible jackets, we actually put them on, put masks on, got massive QR codes and went into the valley within the city yeah and recorded a bunch of reactions from that were mic'd up mm. and people would come up to us scan the code get a reaction yeah and then they'd be very very interested in what we are and be connected from the brand and there's a few people today mm. which were there for that yeah. and i've seen them you know copying the newer things which mm. is great to see because i felt more of a part of it
0: that's unreal bro and it's like to create a great brand, so you got to do something different. Yeah, like I'm sitting there trying to picture in my own mind, like not just clothing brands, but anyone that's marketing something. Like, who's doing things like that? Yeah. I think that's what helps you stand out from the rest. Like, do you feel like you're able to think deeply into be more creative? Like, are you a very insightful person?
1: Yeah, it's 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 hard because some days you you can't be creative, yeah. and you know you get you sit down, you'll be like, oh, I, I need an idea, and just nothing comes to you. But frequently with this type of thing, it can't, It nearly hits me out of the blue. Like, I'll be doing one thing and then I'll be like, oh, wait. Mm. What if we were able to push in this direction and attract people through this pathway? Mm. Like, for example, um, we're planning on doing a scavenger hunt. Yeah. And the way we're going to kind of do that is we want everyone to meet in the same kind of spot we did last time. Mm. It's obviously, is easily accessible all throughout Brisbane. And then from there, be able to give people maps and codes to decipher this thing. Give That's sick. <laughs> give people the ability to feel like they are a part of something and can not, not only win, but succeed. Because yeah. it's more fun then.
0: It's engaging as well. It's like, it's like a type of thing where anyone can do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not just pigeonholed to one demographic of people. It's yeah. like it's inviting to everyone, but then you're also you're making everyone feel a part of the one thing. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And that's the hardest part about planning something like that is that you have to make everyone feel like they can be a part of it. Yeah. Because if it's just limited to certain people and certain like um skills, then you're very limiting the amount of people you can have within what you're building.
0: Yeah, 100%. And like for the people watching, you'll be able to see one belt to point that when it comes to the detail of the clothing, like, how, where do you start and what do you start? Because what I'm seeing right now is it's nice material, it's got a good like texture to it as well. Like, yeah. it's very unique, it's not just like the basic texture you get from a t shirt. Also, the like, what, what is this called? Like, uh, as well. puff, print. puff print, puff print. So, yeah. the puff print, like, what is the starting points for when you start to look at building? clothing or building designs
1: yeah so we sit down some nights and we'll have you know a two three hour brainstorming session we'll get all of our ideas out on paper or we'll spit down whether it just be words or references which we like and personally enjoy wearing or think we could buy in the future yeah and then going from there and be like okay what do we like about this what do we like about this what do we like about the shape and the fit of this what do we like about the fabric mm. and how can we implement that in a way which we may have seen before, but can change it by 3 to 5% to make it our own product. Yeah. I can see it, that
0: with the tracks that you're wearing too.
1: Yeah, whether yeah. it be with the small details or the little placement of things, mm. it's creating a product which people resonate with, but they also notice little changes, whether it be through little metal pieces. Yeah. We have hidden overclothing or embroidery in weird places which people may not expect.
0: <laughs> Have that uniqueness thought. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I didn't, I didn't bring any for you today, but we have uh some very cool stickers which come with the packaging as well, just to build a little identity <laughs> to the brand. Yeah, which has been really crazy to focus on all these little details.
0: Mm. And that's it. I think people miss the tiny details when it comes to things like even myself with podcasts, and it took me a good year to figure <laughs> out like how to even do this thing. But it was like a year of consistency of just. Doing it anyway, they're yeah, figuring absolutely. it
1: out, you know, along the way. Yeah, like sticking with it's definitely a huge thing as well. Yeah, because I see so many people who wish they could start a clothing brand, but they don't understand that the hardest part about it is that a lot of it's just gonna feel like punching a brick wall.
0: Yeah, like shit's not
1: sticking. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like you can you can swing and you can swing and swing and then one day it just hits, mm. and that's all it is. You
0: work, 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 work pays off a little. Work, 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 work might not see anything and then work, 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 boom. Yeah, especially with clothing brands because it can kind of seem like if you've never got into that world before, it can kind of seem what simple. Like, oh, we we'll get some clothes, we'll sell it to people. But then it's like, all right, you sell it to your friends and family. How are you going to sell beyond that? How are you going to market it? How are you going to reach people that don't even know who you are or what your brand is? And that's when it gets very tricky. So when I see people starting a clothing line or they have a clothing line, like I have a lot of respect for them because I know like, how much effort it takes. Like with myself, I've got my one talk brand, like yeah. just knowing the amount of energy that gets put into pushing that to the world, it's like, it's very commendable.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely very, very difficult in terms of the industry itself, because it's obviously ruled by very, very large brands. So pushing yourself out there into the community, it's very difficult, but obviously through whether it be connecting to different influences or different cultures, yeah. it can definitely be pushed out further. Which um, one thing we've been looking into getting into is the I guess underground, uh, rap scene and like hip hop and R and B beats.
0: Mm, that's huge in Brisbane at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's something we all enjoy being around as well. Like yeah. if we go out, that's what we want to be hearing, and then mm. we really want to get into that scene.
0: Yeah, that's it. You also just want to connect with the authenticity of who you are, and then I feel like the people who get involved in it also connect with that too yeah like absolutely. even with the podcast when i started to cause at the start i was very much trying to do it one particular way but once i stripped it back down and catered it more towards what i want and like who i want to speak to and what i enjoy like it's just started growing ridiculously from there mm-hmm. just because the, all the authenticity is involved with it oh absolutely and that, that's one thing we've been focusing on as well because we don't
1: want to make something we, we wouldn't wear yeah like. exactly yeah <laughs> Like if we don't like it, what what's the point of us even releasing it?
0: Yeah, like you want to design something like that's fucking dope. Like I'll exactly, buy yeah. It's like
1: if we, if we don't like it, we don't think we'd wear it. If we don't think we'd buy it, why do we expect anyone else
0: to? Exactly. Going back like into your early years, man. Like, can you picture the first piece of clothing that you looked at and it was just like that's fucking epic? Like, can you remember your first ever deep interest into clothing? I think it was
1: probably. Um, For some reason, the Supreme Box logo, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) which I feel disappointed in saying now after I've definitely expanded way more into fashion. But seeing that, I don't know, as a 12-year-old, it was just groundbreaking to me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Especially because it was stamped everywhere as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was everywhere.
1: It was just in front of everyone's eyes. Yeah. so You couldn't escape it.
0: So do you ever take like, do you have like inspiration from other brands that you see? Or is it more so of just things within your own vision
1: yeah definitely um a little bit of inspiration we've i've actually been in contact with the owner of mercha mercha which is a large brand in melbourne i'm not sure if you've heard of them yeah and they have about 60 70 000 followers at the moment Epic. and they're doing absolutely great and i was lucky enough to get in contact and sit on call with um aaron the owner yeah lovely dude and he gave me a bit of insight into what to look out for and he said just Don't make anything you're not proud of and then really focus on that authenticity. Mm. Make sure you're giving out a product you want and you like. Yeah, that's it. And then from there as well, looking at, um, we take a lot of aspiration from a lot of UK and London based brands, whether it be, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Named Collective.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So them Mm. and then Off-White as well in the way that Virgil spoke about Mm. how to change clothing.
0: Yeah, that's it. And you get to see the people's passion behind it. Like someone like Virgil, you definitely tell like his own uniqueness and passion that he brought to the table. Yeah, definitely. Which then can help your own creativity come out even more. Yeah, it's just um, we take a lot of inspiration and then
1: focus on, hey, they if they did this, why can't we do this? Mm. Like what can we do to change it? And we have a lot of interesting things coming that I can show you photos to
0: after this, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's so good to see, like, you've got the mindset of reaching out to someone who's successful in the space, getting in on calls with them, and just being like a fly in the wall or engaging in that conversation because something I say to people is, like, if there's something you want to be successful in, find someone that's already successful doing it and just be around those people because yeah, you're only going to benefit from it exactly like um there's a lot of people
1: that know more than i do yeah and that's the main thing so it's like if they if i think they're at a better position i mean why shouldn't i have an open ear and listen to them mm. like there's no point in me over talking them and not listening to what they have to say because at the end of the day everything they say can be useful
0: yeah exactly it's so there's something like because you're going to skip all of the pain along the way if you learn from other people's mistakes. It's like, all right, this person did this, this, and this. All right, I won't do that. It's like me because you're, I'd say, you're more far ahead than me in my clothing. So I could ask you a question and you'd make me skip a lot of pain (laughs) so I wouldn't make those same mistakes. And it's like if someone saw the podcast, I could offer them advice so they would skip the pain and those mistakes so they can get to a certain level. That's why I just love like connecting and networking with people because it's so powerful. Like, one, it can help you excel. But two, just a network of people you can involve yourself around is just blows my mind a oh yeah man
1: most definitely like the the most powerful thing is connections mm. like if you are able to network with people who are above you it can not only give you a step forward but push you in the right direction where you want to go
0: yeah that's why i always have the same like community over competition like let's all bend together and create something big exactly that is very very important yeah like starting the cloven line what would you say some of the most challenging things have been and what have you done to overcome them well, definitely, I reckon when we began, it was
1: first getting eyes on us because obviously as three 18-year-olds trying to get into an industry where we have experience in but we need more to excel, mm. it was how can we not only do this for a small funding but meet people along the way which we can grow from and then boost ourselves and get out there more, which was kind of the hardest part yeah so we we began in my shed we (laughs) got all the supplies we needed off amazon and we spent two months from i think it was like mid-january to mid-march in the shed in 30 40 degree heats just hustling just hustling and printing stuff on shirts Mm. making sure we got exactly what we wanted
0: how many designs you think you made in that process (laughs) (laughs)
1: i wish um noah was here because he's got a whole list on his ipad of just designs on designs on designs that'd be at least 20 30 yeah 40 even we just spent so much time sketching figuring out what we liked what we didn't like and trying to create a cohesive movement Mm. which was the hardest part
0: yeah and how do you find the battle between not overcomplicating it but also not making it too simple by making the design, if you know what I mean, like having that balance between like, it's good enough, let's not try and put too much more to it because we might wreck it or that's to the point where it's like, all right, we should add a bit more. Like, How do you find a fine line in between both? It's very difficult because you got to have nearly an eye for it.
1: Hmm. Like when we first began, we had this one design and when we started to move away from hand printing stuff and towards manufacturers so we could get different quality of things, We actually created a design and it had a spider in the middle and spider webs going all over it. It was ridiculous. And they said to us, they're like, hey, we can't do this. It's too much. There's too much everywhere. Like this is literally impossible for us. Mm -hmm. So it also depends on what the manufacturer can do, but then also finding an eye where you can look at it and be like, yeah, there's not too much. But if you think a little thing's missing, being able to add a little detail to a piece of the shirt or product where it comes together as a whole.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Like um, making it all fit kind of within that same um, genre. Like with a simple shirt, you might have a only one design on it, but you might have it at the perfect size so it fits up enough length across the shirt mm. so that it doesn't look very out of place.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense because when I was creating Marley Simba Jumper there, like I was, when I was creating the logo and how I wanted it to look at first, like it looked like it looked ridiculous. Like there was lines everywhere and there's like writing here and there and it just looked too complicated. And luckily my partner, my fiance came and she redesigned the me and goes, just make it simple, more yeah. simple. But then I, was, I love my design now because like simple, but not over complicated in the middle. That's why I was really keen to hear your perspective on that. Cause it just, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's, it, 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 it's not even about simplicity,
1: It can also be about just the sizing of everything as well. Yeah. Like, you can get one design, might be great, but it might not look good big, and instead it might be good as, like, a a small tag somewhere. Yeah. Instead of, like, a massive design. And that's one thing we figured out along the way. We're like, oh, if we want to implement this, how can we do it in a way so it doesn't take away from anything? Yeah. But instead adds without taking away from the entire piece. Mm. Because you don't
0: want one thing to be the vocal point, you want the entire piece to be the vocal point. Hmm. I'm saying that's sinking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, as you're saying, I'm looking at your tracksuit, soon. It's like, cause you got the part on your right leg, the right, but then it's on the left side of your jumper and then your right wrist. Yeah. And you've got left side metal tag and then the hood metal tag as well. Yeah. So like it all comes together. Yeah. As one. And then even when
1: the like hoodies not on, we have all custom sizing tags, which aren't specifically of the brand, mm. but have something that resonates with it. Like um, on the tags within the hoodies and shirts and whatnot, it says you're so fucking basic. Yeah. But then it also links up with the stickers we have as well. Mm. So it brings that whole like kind of connection and lingo, which we have developed for the brand over time.
0: Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. So all you boys from Brisbane that are creating this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Somehow we met all along the way and then we all have skills which can match each other. Yeah. And we've learned to build through that.
0: And I'm just, I'm inspired because like you're also young as well. And yeah. like to see people your age get after it and chase a dream and to actually put in the work and the hustle behind that, it's inspiring to see for myself and I guess for the listeners as well. Like what brought this mindset to you, do you reckon, at this age? Like was there anyone when you were younger who helped curate this motivation and ambition or was it something that you did by yourself over time? Well, it was
1: it was developed over time definitely, but I got, I got kicked down a lot. I got um, definitely went through a lot of hardship. So over time, being able to build that up and constantly get stepped down and then put down and be able to step back up again mm. and being able to prove people wrong, it definitely lit some type of fire Yeah. to not only prove people wrong and prove people's doubt wrong, but to prove a point to myself in yeah. that I can be something which I believe in.
0: So they're saying, like, get knocked down seven times, get up eight. Exactly I relate that. with that because that... Like I was in the past for me, like when people would doubt me, it used to light me up even more to go do it. And yeah. it's like I want to do it more now. Like I wanted to even be more successful now, like just to prove people wrong.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like one one thing I learned was um that your mind has to be stronger than your emotions mm. because I can get up on one day and feel absolutely horrible, yeah, and I might have so much to do, and I can at the end of the day I can sit there and be like, oh, you know, I can just sit down, relax, and I'll do it tomorrow. I can suck it up and go
0: do it anyway. Yeah. How does that internal dialogue conversation happen for you? Like, how does, how, how do you talk yourself into doing the doing? Because I know a lot of people, they, have, they know what to do, but they don't do it. Yeah. It's like to hear from yourself, like, how do you convince yourself to be like, no, I've got to do it anyway? Well, it's it's really that if it's just,
1: if I have to head to work, then it's, oh, it's, it's one more day. Yeah. One more day and it's over. And then kind of tricking my mind into, oh, it might be might be at the gym, one more rep and it's done. yeah And then you get to the next one and it's like, oh, here again, one more rep. One more, yeah. That's just that one more of I can take that next step, so I will take that next step.
0: Mm, I relate with that too because I, I literally say that to people, like one more day. Because like you think about it, like one more day, there's 365 days in the year. So look at one more day as one more percent. Mm. At the end of the year, that's 365% further than you would have been to begin with. It's like, can you imagine the growth within that? And then if you X that by five years, like the growth that you're going to have within that time period is going to be huge. Yeah, you just stick to the one more day. Like, um
1: yeah, really just persevering through it at all costs. Like there might be days you wake up and it's just like, ah, oh, I really don't think I can do this anymore. I feel a bit sick. It's like, yeah, you got to push through that though to achieve results, which aren't common. Like one of my favorite quotes I learned over time was that... um. If you want unusual results, you have to think with delusion because we're, with realistic ideals, you only can accomplish what's in reality.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, when, <laughs> the reason, because it's so true, because like, if you have goals and a vision, if you don't have a level of delusion attached to it, it's like, is it even big enough? Exactly. Like, are you aiming high enough? Like, for myself, if I have a list of goals and I'm achieving them all, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going hard enough. I'm not trying hard enough. Like my goals have to be bigger. There's has to be that level of delusion attached to it. And then you actually end up achieving that delusion. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like um, with, with our team now, it's actually be, become kind of funny because yeah. I'll, I'll come up with this, with this crazy idea and they'll look at me and be like, okay, we did it last time and we didn't get arrested because with the, with the masks thing we did, we were nearly certain that something bad was going to happen out of that. Yeah. Whether someone who was intoxicated comes up to us and just whips us across the face or yeah. we get arrested for causing public nuisance. Yeah. Because obviously it's something you don't see every day and people <laughs> go, people are getting terrified. <laughs> yeah. Like we're walking past there screaming, they're laughing, you know, obviously giving someone something to remember. Yeah. And then, you know, the team looks at me now and they're like, okay, this is, this is a crazy idea, but the last one worked. So why can't this one?
0: Exactly. Right. And like, how important is it to have like a, a, like a circle around you, a team around you who no matter what goal you throw at them or what idea you throw at them, it's like, all right, we can find a way to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's the most important thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause I look at my team around me and the people I have around me, which I've cut very small is that. They will look at me instead of
0: saying, no, that's impossible. It's, yeah, okay, but how How can we do that? Yeah, exactly. How can you do that? And that's the, like when you're aiming for something and you've got ambition and you want to achieve something, you need to surround yourself with people that are going to find ways to help you create that and be a part of that. And if you have like naysayers who'd be like, oh, you can't do that or don't do that. Remember when such and such did that and it didn't work? You're never going to achieve what you want to achieve because you're going to adopt the beliefs of other people. Once you get like a solid foundation around you, I actually believe that you can actually do anything in life. Like I feel like a group of people is unstoppable. Yeah,
1: you flat out can do anything with enough people around you pushing you. Mm. Like, um... It's one thing to do the same thing over and over again and fail. That's insanity. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're <laughs> if you're doing the same thing over and over again, but every time you're trying a different path or a different way, mm. that's really when you start seeing re- results come through.
0: 100% like it. Because I've been doing this podcast two and a half years. It was two and a half years and I've still got no listeners. I'd be like, what, what am I doing? I'm like, what's, exactly. what's going on here? <laughs> like, you got to start thinking more differently and getting around different people. And then you start to think differently, see different perspectives. And also the good thing about being around a team of people, you have so many brains to pick ideas from or to pick different perspectives from, which will all tie into the one thing that's going to grow.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Like just spit ideas back and forth till you come out with one that everyone's happy with. Yeah. And a lot of the time it ends up better than what you originally thought.
0: Yeah. Which is the greatest thing. Mm, It is. And that's why, yeah, everyone listening, I always recommend just find ambitious people that want to help you get on that path and also want to support you. And also support them and just see what you can create from that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's very, very important, especially to have a solid team around you. Hmm. Like one thing I found was cutting out, I guess, kind of the ambitious, lazy people. Yeah. Because there's people that are ambitious and have all these thoughts, but if they have these thoughts and don't take action on them, Hmm. then it's impossible to grow not only with them, but around that kind of process.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Because like everyone has dreams, everyone has ideas, but... Like, there's a difference between actually having that dream and idea and actually taking the steps to action it consistently as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, pushing
1: towards your dream and your passion while putting other things at risk, whether it be friendships because you got to push them aside to mm-hmm. focus on what you need to get done, Yeah, or even potentially, like, family. Like, family is very, very important. But at the end of the day, if you have to sacrifice something to get to the point where you want to get to, at the end of the day, they will forgive
0: you. Yeah. At the end of the day, like it's your life. You go you yeah. go take control of your own life, what you want and what you want to get from life and just go after it. Like yeah, I, I think too many people get caught up in trying to live other people's dreams that they cut themselves off from their own dreams and their ambitions yeah, and they stick to the path of what other people want them to do. And they get later on in life and realize they're depressed, they're unhappy, they're sad. Anxious, they don't know what to do in life, they're in the midlife crisis, and it's like, well, you haven't understood what you want, and you actually haven't gone after that. Instead, you know, you've been following other people's dreams and ideas for too long. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you listen to other
1: people's voices, you're only going to end up talking like them.
0: Yeah, and like, another thing about the circle as well I know this is a big point here, but like, even just the accountability part that these people have in your own life, like, for an example, going to the gym and having like a gym partner you go with, like, my mate back in uh, my mate I used to go with Paul. The days I wouldn't want to go, he'll call me and be like, I'm coming to the else, you're coming to the fucking gym. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll see you soon. Like in the days I didn't want to go, he's on the phone. The days he didn't want to go, I'm on the phone to him saying, No, I'm on my way to yours, you're coming to the gym. Exactly. But like having that accountability there as well for the days where people can help pick you up is huge too.
1: Yeah, like um last night I was in the gym with my mate Marky. We go every day consistently. Yeah. To push each other to different standards. And we do a full back workout, full legs workout, and then we try to finish every gym session we do with pushing the you know, the sled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so we're doing that, and we're in our third, like, rep while also doing the ropes thing, so one pushes the sled and the other one will be whipping around the weighted ropes. And we do two sets, and he looks at me and he goes, I'm done, I can't do anymore. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, oh, I can do one.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> And it's just taking that one little extra step. You know, no one was in the gym for the past hour anyways. It was just us. Yeah. But it was, you know, pushing ourselves that extra step
0: further. Mm. And that's why, like, especially being around a group of men, like like that level of competitiveness around us to want to push each other to go one more step or just one yeah. more rep or one more design or one more work hour. Like it, the things that we can actually get out of ourselves sometimes, it's actually unbelievable that we actually have that within us. Yeah, definitely.
1: Like the competitiveness is insane yeah just the will to be better than others is ridiculous mm. and it's quite crazy to be around sometimes
0: yeah and sometimes you're like whoa it's <laughs> like oh they <guys."> relax <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no <laughs> but it's it's good
0: is, like, exercise something you've always been involved in? Because I know you said before the podcast, like, you used to play basketball. Yeah, so I actually at one point I travelled to New
1: Zealand for basketball. Oh, sick. I played in a tournament against the US. I've always kind of been around it, I guess. Yeah. Been involved. And it's, it's, it's been, originally as a little kid, I was like, oh, you know, let's, let's make it to the NBA. But obviously as time shifted, it focused into a different realm. So I've always, you know, whether it was... I was going to basketball had to be, had to be wearing cool shoes yeah had to be had to be rocking a cool jersey you know mm. it was it was always very personified about what I kind of symboled myself around mm. so if, a, if I was wearing shoes you know they wouldn't just be red and black that would be like some spongebob collab for some reason yeah like, oh they look cool you know so being able to not only show off fashion through sport yeah but be involved in it as well like yeah. it was definitely played for 12 13 years. Oh, nice. I went I went very hard during yeah. <laughs> that time. <laughs> Got way too injured and it happens.
0: I feel like especially fashion, the sport goes hand in hand, whether it's basketball, soccer, um, probably nearly every sport, there's a level of fashion involved with it. The reason I asked it because like I'm from England, everyone in England loves wearing track suits, yeah. like matching track suits and shoes and whatnot. I know basketball players love it too. And I love that you're wearing a matching track suit because <laughs> when I first moved to Australia and I was wearing them, People think I'm crazy, like, you're wearing a great jumper with grey pants. But then now i seeing the fashion there, like, it's awesome to see because I went home in March and then, like, I was wearing full tracksuits suits a fella at home and then yeah. I saw what you're wearing today and I'm like, yeah, it must be, like, an influence from basketball or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so with Name yeah.
1: Collective as well, being a UK-based brand, we, yeah. we're we constantly seeing that type of thing and being like, oh, you know, we, we like that. Yeah. So it's like, how can we take the overall style and push it more into what we want? Yeah. Yeah. So then obviously as well through sport, seeing what people, whether, they, whether, whether they're walking out in tunnels, yeah. seeing what they're wearing there and being like, damn, we, we think that's cool. Whether it's just a pattern or this, that and other. Yeah. Taking it all in and you know making something great out of it. Yeah. It's like being the observer. Yeah. yeah. Nearly, nearly. You got to kind of look at everything in the industry mm. to find something you're happy with. Yeah. Like it's, it's a weird position because it's like if, if you could make
0: anything you want, what would you make? exactly and like I do the same with podcasts and like I listen to heaps of podcasts and like there's like little things from each podcast I listen to that I've somewhat adopted into my own style but then put my own unique flavor to it like my own authenticity to it I feel like that's where you get the best out of yourself is when you do that
1: yeah definitely when you take take in from other people but then can spit it back out in a way which you digested it best in
0: yeah and with not so basic like do you want to branch out to like other parts of like? Do you want to get into shoes? Do you want to get into hats? Like, what's the long term vision? Long
1: term vision, we're definitely kind of expanding into everything. Yeah. We have a few things in the works. So we got these tracksuits, obviously coming. We have um, the next collection. We're branching into sweatshorts t-shirts, um, fitted caps. Yeah, and then from there as well, just. Cargo pants, belts, you know, we're going to range more into the accessories as well. So we can obviously start pushing out a cheaper price range for that.
0: Yeah. Because
1: not everyone can afford, you know, a $120 jacket. Yeah. But, you know, they'd be more than happy to buy, like, a $10 pack of stickers or, Mm. you know, like a $80 skateboard if that's what they're into.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's having that range for everyone. It's hard to, like pinpoint the price range at first when you first sold the clothing
1: um definitely it was looking at kind of i guess like the competitive market and seeing what is out there already what quality do we have and where can we compare it and then also giving a price range in which we feel comfortable being like hey you know that's the right price for what we are building and making Mm. because obviously we want to not only give people an affordable price but give something where we're like Yeah, it establishes us as in having some pride. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to sell yourself short either. Yeah, Yeah. because I see way too many TikTok brands, especially around nowadays. And they'll be like, oh, $30 for a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) like, if it's $30, that usually triggers you straight away. It's like, oh, maybe it's not the best.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, $30, it's like, what type of quality is that? like? Like, I'm thinking right now, like, what quality could you even get for 30 bucks? It's not much, especially like if you want to make a profit with that. Exactly, too. <laughs> yeah. it's like oh, maybe the
1: maybe they're just going to target and then rebranding it slightly. Yeah, it's, it's really looking at kind of what else is out there and comparing ourselves and being like, okay, having that pride and then making other people believe, hey, it's worth that much.
0: Yeah, like what's the price to this shit? Um,
1: at the moment, I think forty-five.
0: 45. Yeah. That's a really good price for the
1: shirt <laughs> like for the quality of it. For the quality that we tried to make it as best we could. We tried to find the best manufacturer we possibly could for those. Mm. And it a lot of people don't understand that there's not much profit in clothing specifically yeah. especially when early. Yeah. Like um, cuz every all the all the little custom details we put in all need molds, they all need specific cuts if we're changing the style of it. Like with those ones specifically, they have dropped shoulders. So instead of finishing around here, they cut off around here, mm. which even that, you know, they char- manufacturers charge extra for yeah. because they're like, oh, it's different to what we usually do. Mm. And then the custom tagging at the back or all, all custom sizing as well. Yeah. So if you look at yours, it's not a medium. It's listed as a small medium. And same with that one. It's a large XL. Yeah. So everything custom sized to fit differently and slightly baggier and boxier to kind of a normal t-shirt and normal hoodie
0: yeah yeah it's true because i like to drop shoulders as well like on t-shirts like yeah, it's man. probably one of my favorite designs as kate mountain clothing <laughs> <laughs> like, like the shirts and the fitting yeah, yeah. It, it just
1: fits so much better than that kind of cut off up here finishing here and that's yeah. one thing we've kind of really been able to tell is you know what we like mm. and make those little
0: changes into making a piece we're comfortable with yeah like if there's someone out there that wants to start a clothing line and they're like they're just at the idea stage, like what advice would you give to that person? Definitely
1: focus on getting a group of people around you which are like-minded because as much as people try to do this thing themselves, it's um impossible to do by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> we we tried it it was me and Noah originally. And we started in a shed. We were up till midnight, 1 a.m. in the morning, several nights in a row, whether it be us sitting down designing. And we'd nearly come to a standstill some nights. would be like, ah. And even with two people, it's hard. Like, now we have a team of, I think, four or five main people on board. And we all kind of sit down together and pitch in ideas. And it's, it's not only you get criticism on your idea, But you find an idea in which everyone likes and everyone can build towards. And not only that, everyone has different skill sets. Yeah. So being able to have a little team, even though at the end of the day, if you're planning on starting a clothing brand, you might have kind of your voice pushed the most. Mm. But if you have a little team, you're getting other ideas on how to improve things. and You're not living in thinking and
0: seeing through rose-colored glasses constantly. Yeah. And you go with like five other people bringing value to the table as exactly. well. Exactly. Like on the end of that, like how do you know the people that you are surrounding yourself are the right people, like the people you're picking for the team? Like how do you know? It's very difficult because at one part, whether they are friends or not, you want to kind
1: of have that full belief in them and trust that, Hey, you know, hmm. no matter who I'll bring on their right. But at the end of the day, it's, it's just, you can kind of tell, you after having or trying to bring someone on, whether they'd actually be interested in it or not. Mm. So, if we're looking for a new designer, we want someone, I guess, with open minds or wanting to be a part of it and spitballing ideas. And, you know, we can not only have a laugh with,
0: but also sit down and get to work when work needs to be done. Mm. That's it. Like, you want that personal connection, but also the commitment, yeah. never end of it as well.
1: And being able to be like, hey, you know, I need this done by this time. Mm. And them not be like, oh you know i can't because of this 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 this. instead finding ways to work around it yeah
0: because I think that's a great
1: insight everyone has to be committed to kind of the same goal
0: yeah especially if you want to push forward yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like with not so basic like what's the long-term vision with like do you want to stay online or do you want to have shopfront or do you want to get into other retailers like i think if you want to share that I think definitely
1: pushing forward. We wanted to stay kind of mostly on online to keep that kind of supply and demand and only give out what we feel comfortable with. Yeah. Because obviously expanding into stores, it may bring more eyes on our brand, but we're not about how many people are with us. It's about what we can build and how much we can make our community feel. Yeah. What we can make them be a part of. And if we're obviously in retailers, it kind of destroys that purpose. Mm. Like I'd I'd much rather run a pop-up store and 20 people show up mm-hmm. and I'll laugh with those 20 people for five, 10 minutes each, yeah. then yeah. chuck it in some random shop and be like, oh, "Yeah, just give us this much. It's, it's not what
0: we're about. Yeah. And you mixed in with all the other clothing designs and they might get lost in there at least. And that way you can still keep the, um, personality tied to the brand. Exactly. Like, if it's still online, if you have control over it all. Exactly. Like, I've had ideas for, I guess, kind of pop-ups
1: and stuff I want to do for our one-year anniversary. Mm. And I wanted to either rent out, like, a warehouse or a small function area and be able to, I guess, kind of hang, whether it be LED signs everywhere, Polaroids, which we've taken yeah. throughout the time. Like, um, our whole first drop we released, we took Polaroids every photo shoot. Yeah. So, we have all Polaroids from literally the first day, us making it in the shed. Sick. <laughs> and... It would just be so crazy to be able to hang them up on the wall there so everyone can see where we've come from mm. and what we've built over time and how
0: we've improved. Yeah, and take more Polaroids and put them at the second year anniversary and then the third and the fourth. Exactly. Yeah. Like um
1: it, it'd just be insane. And especially to host a pop up store, we can kind of fully control that and make it how we want. Yeah. Whether it be everyone waiting in line first come first, serve gets this, 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 mm. you know, have music playing. Um I was actually lucky enough I met a tattoo artist and he also does graffiti mules. So sick. if we do a pop-up store, I want to get him there as well, doing graffiti out front mm. for canvases, which one would give away and one would keep. Yeah. To make people feel properly a part of something. And, you know, if they can hang something up, you know.
0: Yeah. Giving people an experience as well.
1: Exactly. Like, people love being a t- part of that type of thing. It's like, people go to those shoe lineups. Yeah. Not only to make money, but also just to be there. Yeah. You know, they sit down on the ground for hours you know, and hours just talking with their mates prepared to buy this one shoe yeah like why wouldn't people do that for us and that's yeah. finding out how to build towards that hmm. like um when we did our most recent event the chase it blew my mind we got there two hours early and there was a dude waiting for the event before us sick just in the alleyway and i was like there's no way he's here for us and then two hours later it gets to the time we show up walk out and this kids there and i'm like it was really, I guess, crazy seeing him wait there for that long.
0: What was that feeling like when you saw that?
1: Oh, I was shaking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because
1: <laughs> it was just so, I, we weren't sure how many people were going to show up because mm. there was police in the alleyway, which we hosted it at yeah. about half an hour before. We couldn't get event permits because we didn't know specifically how many people would turn up. Yeah, So we were like, oh shit, like, um, where do we go from here? and we, we get there two hours before, and we're like, oh, maybe that kid's here for us, but obviously with the place we hosted in and being Queen Street Mall, yeah. people were out doing things, and they came at the time it was. So it gets to about 10 minutes before, and people start showing up and coming out to us, and we're like, oh. And then all of a sudden, there's people crowded around on both walls. <laughs> there's people standing out watching. Everyone's getting like their eye being like, what's going on here? Yeah. And it was just crazy to stand in front of that many people, obviously, get a photo. We had them chant NSB as well. And then... Um, obviously host that because basically worked like a big gamer tag yeah and we kind of fed into the chaos a little bit i think that's what we kind of wanted to do to give people that you know feeling of let's be a part of something Mm. actually fun and we're like hey there's no rules like please don't hurt pedestrians (laughs) but (laughs) you know if if you if you feel like tackling us go for gold and (laughs) 20 seconds later after we run off i get some dude diving my ankles (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ah, oh, it's, it's what it is. But it was so much fun to not only be a part of, but also see everyone and get mm. people's feedback. Like um, one of the girls who won, she actually drove from the Gold Coast. Oh, sick. So it was, it was really crazy to see people not only making that trip, but being waiting there for hours mm. to just
0: be a part of it. Going home that same night and you're laying in bed and you're reflecting on the night. Like what's coming up for you in that moment? I can just imagine like doing something that big, especially for something that you've got your name stamped on yeah. going home that night just thinking holy fuck what what was coming up it, here? it didn't feel realistic if <laughs> yeah. i'm being honest
1: like the fact that you know you make a few tiktoks i think we made i pitched the idea a week before i was like hey listen if i can get a, a thousand followers by the end of the week we're doing this yeah and i did it and i was like okay shit that means gotta create a plan and do this in a week so in that week it was so fast-paced it was finding ways to make these shirts printed all again. And then we had custom crew shirts yeah. and we had problems with those and finding, you know, the right colors and whatnot so that we stood out, mm. but also looked not shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, doing that as well was kind of crazy figuring out designs for that. And then getting home that night was just, it was unreal. Like, um, mm. tried to keep it cool around everyone else and then getting home and just like, I can't believe that worked.
0: Yeah. We pulled
1: that off. <laughs> it, it's like, oh, Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're in the car and you're like, I don't want to like scream right now because everyone's around, but like, that shouldn't have happened as well as it did. Yeah. You know, none of us have experience in event planning.
0: Within a week, bro. Within a week, it was insane. Like, within a week, like, did you, after that week, did you realize you're more capable of doing things like that than you first were aware of?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it was one, being able to pull the people uh, Mm. that we did. It was, wow if I can do that, why can't I do something bigger? Why can't I make mm. it 10 times bigger? Cause of course, one of the things would be they're seeing that come out of a small brand with only 1.1, 1.2 thousand followers at the time mm. on TikTok, And they're like, Oh, surely not. Yeah. So us being able to not only show receipts and proof to what we were able to accomplish and do and what people were able to be a part of, but it just means that when we go ahead to perform our next one, yeah. it's going to be 10 times, people are going to know that people are willing to show up.
0: Yeah, 100%. You'll probably have a little bit longer than the week to plan yeah. for it as well. But like the good thing about that short deadline as well, especially for the first big one, is that it leaves no room for a procrastination. Yeah. like It's just like, we just got to make it work. We got to do it. Exactly. We got to pull this off. <laughs> and you know, once you kind of make that post, it's like, oh,
1: can't really go back now.
0: Yeah, it can't go back now. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like um, Another big thing which we... Released as well recently because we got the tracksuits coming and we're figuring out dates and whatnot, when we can drop it and host the event in between because, you know, we have team members going away on holidays and overseas. So we've finally picked a date until when we will drop those. Yeah. And we've scheduled the events around it and whatnot. And so what we did is we actually released our family and friends account recently, which I think you might have seen. Yeah, I've seen that. And um, with that, we were able to not only, I guess, kind of get a closer connection to with people what we want, mm-hmm. but be able to more frequently post because everything we are posting to the main account obviously has to be more curated yeah, okay. because you can only show people what you want to see as it's to the public. Yeah. But when it's to that closer group of people which you know are consuming what you're putting out there mm-hmm. and are willing to be a part of it and are showing up to these events, we want to give them that content which most people won't see
0: yeah that's that's good advice for people because you don't want to flood the main page just with quantity Exactly. create that second bit where people can get all the quantity and go back to the main page and that's where like the main pieces are for the clothing yeah like one thing i found as well which um when it came to advertising is
1: the more people see your stuff the more willing they are to unfollow yeah which is so true because when it comes to me, I don't follow very many people because I get tired of seeing people's things. Yeah, like if something's just spamming my feed or constantly coming up and up again, if it's just the same content or the same product done over and over again, yeah, I get tired of seeing it. I get rid of it. So get it, bored. Yeah, yeah, taking a step back and looking at it from someone else's perspective
0: is definitely interesting as well. It hmm. makes so much sense. Cause some like sometimes I'll be following an account and, like you said, you see something so many times and it's like, all right, well. Like I've seen it now, like what now? And then you kind of get bored of it and then you want to unfollow. So that's actually, yeah, a really good piece of advice for people there. It was like for content creation, for marketing, for strategies, to be able to create that second account so you have something for the quantity, yeah. then that way you're still keeping the strong following for the main place. Yeah, absolutely. Like whether it be creating content for a product, it's like
1: if I can, if I can put the product here or a song and I can – so you have one idea, whether it be, say, we're dropping a song.
0: Yeah.
1: With the song, I have obviously the music video. That's one piece of content. I have the behind the scenes. That's another piece of content. I have a voiceover into what actually came through the song, the meaning behind it. Hmm. And then I may have like um, a kind of like guessing more fun interactive one. whether yeah. It'd be like, guess the lyric, you know, this is dropping this time giving people more information on the thing. So it's it's pa- taking that one form of content and being able to branch out in like four or five different ways because yeah. you go from having one video on one topic to having
0: five different videos, which people won't get tired of on the same topic. Yeah. Like getting into this line of work, man, like did you realize how many skills you go on to learn by starting the Clover lawn? Like Um Marketing, strategy, networking, connection, running events, designing, Creativity, like you, you probably learn at least fifteen skills in different areas. Yeah, it, it's definitely taking me back because I did sit down the other day and I
1: was like, "What else can I do with <laughs> what I've learned?" Because it's like, it's like I can mix it into so much, and the ability to not only create content but market content as well mm. is so strong. Yeah. And to anyone watching, I do recommend that hey, look into it mm. because it is useful in so many areas of life, especially when funding your own business. Yeah.
0: Because. You can sell a bad product with good marketing. Mm, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. It's like that whole um, thing on Wolf of War Street, like selling with this pen, like you can sell anything. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> you know, you can sell five cents for a dollar if you've got good marketing behind it. Yeah, like look at Maccas, it's not the most nutritional food. Exactly. But their marketing is so good and it's just like it's like instinct now just to go there. Exactly. You can't get away from it. Yeah.
1: It's um as soon as you have the
0: right marketing behind
1: something, it's really unstoppable. And that's one thing I kind of learned was that if we're putting and getting in front of people, how can we make it so they don't forget us? And that's kind of what we're building through family and friends. Yeah, it's a very tight knit community, so people don't let go. It's like if they they unfollow us, they can rejoin, but it's like, Mm.
0: why would they bother if
1: they want to be in the in the first place?
0: Yeah, like if they want to be involved in the community and the events coming up and the clothing and all the other things that you're doing. Like, when is the first year anniversary? When is that?
1: Uh, I think it's either, I want to say March 31st. March
0: 31st. Yeah, so Sick. still pretty early on in. Only six months now. Yeah, but, like, to see what you've done within six months, though, it's, like, <laughs> it's epic. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's crazy. And, you know, I guess seeing what other people have also done in that time as well and what we've learned mm. is ridiculous. Like, um, the amount of people we've met along the way has been incredible. Yeah. And what we've been able to learn and put forward and grow not only as people, but as a collective mm. is ridiculous. Like now we get together, we sit down and what used to be a three hour meeting yeah. is now we can smash it out in half an hour and get so much more done. Just straight to the point, more productive. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like um, it, it has been ridiculous. And now we, we are really focusing on, I guess, kind of putting our name out there. We mm. want to kind of get that stamp on yeah. the fashion game as a whole. Because we don't want to be
0: a brand. We want to be a collective and a community. Yeah, it's definitely. Like, do you reflect over the last six months and you think, I feel like I've been doing this for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. We sit down all the time and we're like, when did we actually start yeah. this? Has it been six months? Surely. Because it, it gets
1: so deep in and you're like, I've been working on this all night. Yeah, I've had this idea for the past week. And it comes from something which happened a month ago, which we've finally gone back and touched up. Yeah. So it's it's pretty ridiculous properly sitting down and realising how little time has actually passed. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's only because we've been so consistent. Yeah. Like most people won't make it to the point we're at. And I think that's what we've realised that, hey, you know, we've passed that mm. kind of jump out and go home point. Yeah. It's, we're in too deep. We're building something bigger than us now. And
0: the more we're willing to push,
1: the farther it can go.
0: Yeah, facts. Honestly, bro, like what's some of the things people need to look out for for not so basic in like the near future? Say like within the next six months or the next three months, like what's some things people should be aware of? I can definitely give within the next
1: month, two, three, maybe even.
0: So there will be a lot
1: of people throughout the underground rap scene. And if people are interested as well in that, um we're always open to more whether it be influences coming and reaching out to us we are more than willing to i guess kind of go into the app talk to people and figure out what they want we do have collaborations in the talks with different clubs and stuff to i guess kind of get people which may be in the underground hip-hop and rap scene into those clubs so they are not only wearing our stuff but build start to build that little bit of a lifestyle behind it and then on top of that we have some crazy events planned. Yes. Um, just going over like <laughs> a few names um, of ideas we've had. So we have the hunt, the burn. <laughs> the hunt. <laughs> I love that. The hunt. <laughs> the hunt, the burn, and the remake. And both of them, all, all three of them, are equally as ridiculous and could equally go as crazy. So <laughs> we're kind of sitting down over the next few weeks as well and planning dates for everything. Figuring out legalities, what we need in place for people to not only show up but create a central location Mm. where people can arrive to, but expanding to different areas as well, whether it be Sydney, Melbourne. We're looking at taking a pitch down there Mm. and getting involved with not only the Brisbane community but Sydney community, Melbourne throughout Australia, and then expanding over.
0: Expand, yeah. Like for the people, just like keep up to date with all this. Is it best to go to the not so basic main page or the family page or Uh, both? Well, the family page
1: is actually private right now. So the only way you can really get in is by attending the things we host or actually purchasing and reposting and tagging us for us to see. Because we want to see people wearing our things, doing cool stuff, whether it be making a drawing, whether it be making a mural, whether it be going to get something crazy like a tattoo or just doing something which they think resembles us. If we see you doing that, then we are more than happy to let you into family, friends, if you're carrying that spirit which we believe in. And it's femme. Exactly, which is that chaos and, you know, rebellion against kind of the norms. Like, we want to create something different around people and Mm. for something that
0: the average person can't just be a part of. Yeah, I love that, bro. So the best place for people to go is just the not-so-basic on Instagram? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly, because that's where we kind of post all the connection stuff and, you know, everything's on there. We can
0: probably... Do you have any final words or things you want to touch on before um, we wrap up here for the audience well i just
1: really want to say thank you so much for having me on because mm. um obviously we're growing and yeah. i do appreciate you having me on there and if you know any, anyone's interested in not only being a part of the brand or talking to me or getting advice feel free to come to me or send the brand a dm i'm more than willing to talk about things that we have built and what we have coming
0: epic brother thanks for coming on thank you for coming on cheers